What is up, guys? We're back. Tyler Winters here with John Pierman. As you know, it's spooky season, and we like to share scary stories with you emos out there. So we're going to celebrate the Halloween season with some believed-to-be-true scary stories. Is this going to be our last round of the year for scary stories? I think so. So thanks for joining us. It was fun. But yeah, so John, let's go ahead and kick it off with some scary stories. Do you want to okay. go first? Yeah, I'll or you go want first. Go? Yeah. This is somebody that claims to be a search and rescue officer that you know works in a forestry service. So they find missing hikers and, and children that get separated from families and, and the like. So go ahead and start the story right, right. now. One of my first jobs as a trainee was a search op for a four-year-old kid that had gotten separated from his mom. This was one of those cases where we knew we were going to find him because the dogs were on a strong scent trail and we saw clear signs that he was in the area. We ended up finding him in a berry patch about half a mile from where he'd been last seen. Kid wasn't even aware that he wandered that far. One of the vets brought him back, which I was glad for because I'm really not good with kids and I find it hard to talk with them and keep them company. As my trainer and I are headed back, she decides to take me on a detour to show me one of the hot spots where we tend to find missing people. It's a natural dip in the land near a popular trail. People will usually move downhill because it's easier. We hike out there. It's a few miles, and we get there in about an hour or so. As we're walking around the area, she's pointing out places she's found people in the past. I see something in the distance. Now, this area we're in is about eight miles from the main parking area, though there's back roads you can take to get closer if you don't want to hike that far. But we're on state-protected land, which means there can't be any kind of commercial or residential development out here. The most you'll ever see is a fire tower or makeshift shelter that homeless people think they can get away with building. But I can see from here that whatever this thing is, it has straight edges. And there's one thing you learn quickly is that nature rarely makes straight lines. I point it out, but she doesn't say anything. She just hangs back and lets me wander over and check it out. I get within about 20 feet of it and all the hair on the back of my neck stands up. It's a staircase in the middle of the fucking woods. In the proper context, it would literally be the most benign thing ever. It's just a normal staircase with beige carpet and about 10 steps tall. But instead of being in a house where it obviously should be, it's out here in the middle of the woods. The sides aren't carpeted, obviously, and I can see the wood it's made of. It's almost like a video game glitch where the house has failed to load completely and the stairs are the only thing visible. I stand there and it's like my brain is working overtime to try to make sense of what I'm seeing. My trainer comes and stands next to me and she just stands there casually looking at it as if it's the least interesting thing in the world. I ask her what the fuck this thing is doing here, and she just chuckles. Get used to it, rookie. You're going to see a lot of them. I start to move closer, but she grabs my arm hard. I wouldn't do that, she says. Her voice is casual, but her grip is tight. And I just stand there looking at her. You're going to see them all the time, but don't go near them. Don't touch them. Don't go up them. Just ignore them. I start to ask her about it, but something in the way she's looking at me tells me it's best that I don't. We end up moving, and the subject doesn't come up again for the rest of my training. She was right, though. I'd say about every fifth call I go on, I end up running across a set of stairs. Sometimes they're relatively close to the path, maybe within two or three miles. Sometimes they're 20, 30 miles out, literally in the middle of nowhere. And I only find them during broadcast searches or training weekends. They're usually in good condition, but sometimes it looks as though they've been out there for miles. All different kinds, all different sizes. The biggest I ever saw looked like they came out of a turn-of-the-century mansion. They were at least 10 feet wide with steps leading up at least 15 or 20 feet tried talking about it with people but they just give me the same response my trainer did it's normal don't worry about it they're not a big deal but don't go close to them or up them when trainees ask me about it now i give them the same response i don't really know what else to tell them 
I'm really hoping someday I get a better answer, but it hasn't happened yet. All the right. end. Now, he never once said where these woods are located, right? Not specifically, no. We don't have a state. We don't have a city. Uh, let me check the beginning of it. So, I mean, I feel let like... Check the first post real quick. I feel like you, me, and the boys need to get together and do a scary shit night yeah, and just go find these. Search and rescue offer for, officer for U.S. Forestry Service. It's not specific as to where. Okay. Man. I don't know. What do you think? It's a spooky thought. It is. You know, if I was walking through the woods and saw some stairs, I'd... But you know what's weird about this one is it's different types of stairs. Mm-hmm. Like there's some that are look like normal stairs, and then there's some that look like they're from, I think you said, like the 1800s or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like it just really paints a vivid picture in your mind of just like what it would be like to walk up and just find a random set of stairs. Right. It's almost like something that would happen in a dream. Right. Like, you know how you kind of, a dream will, you're changing over like a setting. Right, exactly. Stairs, and then all yep. of a sudden you're somewhere else kind of thing. Yeah. So two things. <clears throat> when I when I first hear you tell the story and the first set of stairs you see, like if I were to see those first set of stairs, I'd probably think, you know, there was a house there at one point and they just left the stairs. Mm. Like the stairs or the house was demolished, but for whatever reason, the stairs didn't come down. Yeah, but they just, just left see them. no debris around them at all would be quite right. Bad. Right. So, but that's just what first comes to my mind. But then I start thinking about the story I told a few weeks ago about the slaughter yard Mm -hmm. and how this two-year-old child wound up in the middle of a pond, like quickly in the middle of the pond, and then wound up two miles down the road within 15 minutes in some slaughter yard. You said it could have been a portal because Mm -hmm. there was a house that this child lived in and they were told by the landlord not to go into a specific room. The, the room was always locked. And you said that whatever was in that room probably came out, grabbed the kid, went into the room, which was a portal, and that's how the, the kid was able to get to point A to point B really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if these stairs are some sort of portal once you go up to them. Who knows? Or somebody had know. a really nice plane that had steps in it. And oh, yeah. The plane exploded, but the steps made it and just dropped perfectly in the woods. I think, I think you nailed it, man. And those, those steps have NASA written all over it. There's there's really no other explanation, nope. I don't think. So I, I think you it. got it. You're so welcome. Forget, forget everything I said. We're going with John's uh, NASA uh, thought. There's a logical explanation for all of this. Yep. That's a good theory, man. Thanks. All right, let's see if you can figure this one out, okay? It's my turn. First, I need to give credit. So I want to thank Reddit user. Uh, I don't have the user name, but she wanted me to credit Dana Common for letting me read this one. This is their true story. The story is called Dolly. It's about Pitbull? No, it's not even about Parton. That scares me. All right, here we go. My roommate, Lindsay, has an uncanny eye. She finds money on the sidewalk. She picks bouquets of four-leaf clovers. She finds amazing stuff at yard sales and flea markets. She has a knack for finding great things. Until last month. She brought back a dummy to our room. Actually, a store mannequin. 
She found it lying in an alley downtown and dragged it all the way back to campus. The dummy is a tall, willowy girl with a striking bald head. She has large eyes, a turned-up nose, and a perfect cleft in her upper lip. And in spite of a few dings and scuffs, she's actually rather lovely in her own strange way. We propped her in a corner on Lindsay's side of the room and dressed her in an oversized t-shirt. We named her Dolly. Maybe naming her was a mistake. Because Dolly moves around. I don't mean she's flexible in her joints. I mean she moves around, literally, without any help. I first noticed it a few days after she arrived. I would leave for class in the morning, and she would be in one position, and when I got back later, she had moved. It was subtle at first, just a slight turn of the body or a repositioned arm. But the other week, I came back to find her on my side of the room, leaning against the wall by my bed. I put her back in her place, but the next day, I found her standing in my closet. I thought Lindsay was moving her around as a joke, but she denied it. Then last week, it happened on a Saturday when Lindsay was away. I came back from breakfast, and Dolly was standing at the window as if she were looking out, one hand outstretched toward the morning sunlight. But she hadn't been like that when I got up. And nobody else has a key to our room. I told Lindsay about it, but she thinks I'm making it up or doing it myself. I'm not. Over the past few days, Dolly's moves have gotten even weirder, exaggerated, extreme, both arms reaching upward, body and head turned in opposite directions. It gives me the creeps, so I put her back where she belongs each time, but she always moves again. I have a theory. There's a ghost story on campus I've heard since I was a freshman. They say a girl killed herself in our room, a dancer, Everybody knows somebody who claims to have seen her, but that's exactly what I think is happening with Dolly. Those are dancers' poses. Dramatic, expressive, bigger than life. It's what a young girl might do on a stage. Turning, reaching, trying to express deep feelings that words can't capture. I think that dead girl has gotten inside of Dolly. Lindsay is away again this weekend, so I've been alone with Dolly. Last night I heard her move in the dark, just a little creak from across the room. Maybe she thought I was asleep. This morning when I woke up, she was pointing at me. I'm so afraid of what I might see tomorrow morning. Her hands reaching out to me, her body twisted grotesquely. But what about tonight? What if I felt a hard, painted hand touch my cheek in the night? I might go crazy, but I'm even more afraid of what's here in the room right now. The dark thing that stirs inside the mannequin's hollow shell. Those flat plastic eyes watching me? What exactly could a dead girl get up to when she gets her body back? The end. What do you think? Get rid of that thing, man. That's my thought, man. I, there's no way. If that thing, I wouldn't give that thing more than a week tops. Well, I would like pull part, like pull the appendages off and see if it reassembled. <laughs> oh, that. And now then that, maybe get rid of it. And then maybe get rid of it. Yeah. But... Dude, there is no way. I've seen Child's Play. I know Chucky. I'm not interested in a real-life version of that. Uh-uh. No, no. I don't no. need none of that. No. But also, my first thing would be, just to prove that I'm not going crazy, is I would have put up some type of room camera, like get a ring camera, and just see if I could catch her moving mm-hmm. in real time. I'd snap the legs be like, dance now. It's now, bitch. Yeah. I think that's a good move. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. 
I don't know about this one, but I do know I, I'm with you, and that thing would not be in my room or in my house very no. long. It's not in the all. Dahmer documentary, or not the documentary, the series they did on Netflix. He brings a mannequin home, and his grandma finds it. Like he brings a male mannequin home to have in his bed, Ugh. and then his grandma finds it. Ugh. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, that is creepy. All right, so good place to end. Yeah, I was sorry to end on that note. <laughs> well, we got to end on some note, so well, why not that one? Yeah, Dahmer. Yep. All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're really digging our show, please consider helping us spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, grandma, grandpa. We don't care. Happy Halloween. Tell them happy Halloween, but also tell them to listen to the All Punked Up podcast. And also, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify, that'd be awesome. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated. And please let us know what you're liking most about the show and also what you'd like to hear more of. So I hope you guys really enjoyed our Halloween celebration this month in Telling Scary Stories. We'll do it again next year. Uh, So with that, thanks again. And remember, spread love. Peace. Don't touch the stairs. Don't touch. Don't go up the stairs. Don't touch them. Don't even look at them. No. If you have a doll or any type of something that seems alive and shouldn't be, get rid of it. Punt it. Punt it. Push it out the window. Burn Uh, it. Set it on fire. Give it to somebody you don't like. That's probably better. Yeah. And then let them tell you the stories. Yeah. All right, guys. Peace. See you.